Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size podcast. I'm Clayton at Clayton's AFC and it's another solo one, um, but not sure if it's the only solo one this week. Um, so essentially we're going to tweak things a little bit and um, I am able to do these uh, solo ones quite consistently because, yeah, it's obviously easy to um, to set up and stuff and uh, it doesn't require a lot of coordination and um, Nima and myself recently have been are really busy like got so many things going on in our personal lives and stuff and it's been really hard to as you can probably tell align uh, mostly for the review pods I feel like the preview ones were quite good at being able to make work and stuff other than when we're on holiday and whatnot so um what I've proposed is just because of the feedback and stuff is feedback's all been really positive um and I know this is going out a bit after the game, but what I've proposed going forward is that I do a little solo review, like very informal kind of initial reactions and stuff to each game. And then we do like the detailed deep dive reviews where we look at the match stats, uh, the p- positional play maps, passing networks, all of that good stuff. Um, but the feedback has generally been quite positive to these where it's just off the cuff. Like I don't really plan what I'm going to say, just see what comes out sort of thing. So um, yeah, we're trialing it uh, and going forward from next week, obviously I'll, this will, the post-match informal chat with myself will be, um, uh, what's the words I'm looking for? More sooner after the game than a few days later like this one. But um, one thing I'll say though, is this is me being an idiot because I can't work out how to do it properly. Um, when you're watching this, you're not actually watching me live. I am pre-recording this and then uploading. Um, and I don't like. I know it looks like I'm live and stuff, so I feel guilty. Like I go back and look, and there's people commenting and stuff. So like, thanks for all the comments and stuff. But I'm not being rude. I'm not ignoring you. It's just I'm not actually live. I am. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm quite good at tech, but I'm thinking a bit stupid with that. So I need to figure that out. Um, anywho. Newcastle away. Um, Going to try keep these really short as well, by the way, like on theme, on brand, bite-sized pod. Um, Newcastle away. Thoughts. So <laughs> elephant in the room. Let's get to the elephant later because uh, I'm so VAR'd out. Um, lineups. So uh, it was obviously Raya in goal. Back four was White, Saliba, Gabriel, Tomiyasu, which I thought Tomiyasu would play. Um uh, predicted that in the preview. Midfield three was actually uh, Jorginho, Rice and Havertz. And uh, there was no Odegaard. And up top, it was Martinelli, Nketiah and Saka. So, yeah, Odegaard against West Ham. I want to know a bit more about that. Like, did we need to do that? What was the context of everything? He must have been uh, given the green light because otherwise that was just incompetence. But, yeah, Havertz played. And he played in the right eight. And I actually thought he was good. Um, I tweeted that he was a donkey. (laughs) And that was when he went in and did that sliding tackle, which... um, yeah, I, I, if I'm being honest, uh, I think he's a lucky boy. I, I think that is one where I think if that happens against us, we're focusing in on the angle where his studs are up against the shin, and like it, it, you could see in the in the natural way it happened, you could see he was galloping and jumping to try and hurt sort of there, uh, hurt him there. So. I think he's a lucky boy, but other than that, he also did make me laugh. Like <laughs> he ends up with a yellow and they get three. Um, but yeah, other than that, I um I actually thought he was good. I really thought he grew into the game well. He was collecting the ball in a really good areas and uh driving with it, connecting well, winning his duels. Um, yeah, so that was one of the better performances from him. Overall summary of the game, I feel like individual lineups and stuff I'll do with Nima. So mine's just like themes and summaries, I guess. <sighs> I 
I thought we were good, you know. I um I actually feel like we're getting a discredit for how we played. I thought okay, I thought we were defensively good. I thought we nullified. Do you know you know statistically they have been one of the best teams in the league in terms of all of the chance creation metrics, goals, uh xg non-pen xg all of that stuff and we really nullified them in my opinion uh while it was um yeah up until the first half i'd say um i thought we were doing fine really fine uh and then the Havertz thing annoyed me that tackle because similar to anfield away i feel like it's a place where you don't want to give their crowd anything because if you can just control it and keep it as a football game and you don't get these external factors like crowd and energy and stuff. I feel like we win um, and we're the better team. Uh, but unfortunately, that's one that it does get them riled up. And ironically, like people will say about Arsenal losing their heads and stuff. I actually thought Newcastle lost their heads and it, the evidence is there. They went and got three yellows after that. They were huffing and puffing. Bruno Guimaraes, uh, how he's stayed on the pitch i have no idea but he's another one he lost his head and it's like it's funny how narratives work it's like everyone's gone and said oh yeah arsenal lose their heads this that and i'm like what game were you watching i actually thought we kept our heads pretty well and um yeah i thought we managed it fine don't think newcastle created anything to be honest of note anyway um and then the controversial goal happens and that is something that when that happens 65 minutes that's you're you're halfway through that okay not quite but like you're heading towards halfway through the second half. The game's nearing the kind of final phase of like that half hour in terms of how you split a game in terms of game state more often than not. And do you know what? My honest opinion, so I was watching it at my um, friend's house. I went to my mate's house and I was watching it in his flat. And when it went in, like I was obviously pissed off and stuff. And then it's like, as the decisions go on and I'm conscious, I don't want to... I'm not going to add anything here that anyone hasn't thought of, said, read, anywhere. I guess it's just my own personal opinion. When you go phase by phase, it's like the ball going out of play. I actually thought uh, to the naked eye when it was happening happening live, I thought it went out. And again, being honest, I don't think many Arsenal fans will like this or agree with me, but just my personal opinion being true to myself, I, I can see why they haven't said that that didn't go that it i can see why they didn't rule it out for that because the angle we all saw yeah it looks out but i understand and i also as much as i'm i'm probably going to hip uh contradict myself here i don't buy the being sport thing like that is not conclusive or scientific um, and there's a reason they don't use that technology <laughs> um because what the fuck was that angle um and the thickness of lines and stuff but what i'm trying to get as i don't think there was a conclusive angle in which you can tell that the ball was out of play but that's the fucking problem it's like you've got this technology in place to assist the referee but you don't have the technology in place to assist the referee at the same time it's like you've got all of the theory but the actual application of it is pathetic and that's where it's like okay give us that bird's eye view and if it's in it's in it's like hawkeye in um in cricket and uh whatever they use in tennis uh, was that hawkeye for both um but in tennis it's like when they take a serve and you can see clearly if the ball's on the line or not and it's like okay the theory of var is fantastic but the application is absolutely pony um and so yeah i can understand why it wasn't ruled out for that secondly is uh it's a foul <laughs> it's it's literally a foul and uh i think any other team 
that that gets given like you look at some of the decisions that's happened recently and honestly it's just it's again i'm i want to clarify i know i'm not adding any insight or value to this conversation it's just it feels stupid for me to ignore it and uh i think you ask any fan if that decision goes against them they'll be saying that's a foul and i do i you've got two hands in the back of someone you're pushing them that's a foul uh and i think it's just it's the inconsistencies of it all and like i love the um the whole thing like Arteta going and actually giving it good for once after the presser and it's like, there's only there's only so much you can take of this stuff and I've said before like on a few pods and so and you can probably tell by my tone I'm numb I'm not angry because I feel like I've gone beyond the point now of like what can I do about it and just the way my brain works in life is like it's this is something that's out of my control but annoyingly it's affecting my enjoyment of football it really is um and even in other games and stuff, it's just, it's the applic. I I I am someone that can get on board with the theory of VAR because I do feel like there were a lot of bad refereeing decisions, but the application of it is absolutely horrendous. Um, and so yeah, I'm on board with Arteta going and like actually calling them out. And you get so many pussies that are out there that are like calling Arteta out. And it's like, hang on a minute, but you're all the football purists in air quotes that want the beautiful game back and stuff, but you're kind of uh, slagging off the manager that's actually got the balls to actually call them out. And I think it's one of the, like, even I saw that I haven't actually read our statement to be fair, the club one. And I've seen, but I've seen a lot of people piling in on that. And I'm just thinking you guys are such hypocrites. Like take your football tribal rivalry aside. What do you want for the game? You want the purity of football. And that's what we're actually trying to achieve here. Um, Yeah. And so it's fun of that. And then uh, even to touch on last night, like Tottenham, Chelsea, the hypocrisy with like Ange Postacoglu, like don't get me wrong, when he first came in, I, I do actually think he is a he's a good bloke. Like he's annoyingly, he can be a bit likable, but uh, I think he's full of horseshit. If I'm being honest, he like he literally got booked for complaining about a refereeing decision, and then some of the quotes he comes out in the press are just absolutely mind boggling. Mind boggling. He's he's uh he's trying to obviously get the media on side and all of that, and it's working. Like propaganda is a real thing. Um, but how people are still falling for it blows my mind. And he's just, he's a media merchant, man. He's full of PR. And like, even like the, I know I'm here to talk about the Newcastle game. It's just something I have to get off my chest. Like you see Tottenham going down to nine men playing that high line on the halfway line. Any other manager in the league is getting called an idiot for doing that. Bielsa used to do that and used to get scrutinized and penalized. Imagine if Klopp, Pep or uh, Arteta did that. Like, well, I know what the reaction would be if Arteta did that. Let's just say that. And it's just, it's laughable. And uh, I saw a really good tweet. It's escaped me who it was. But it sums Tottenham up as a club. They're the only, in air quotes, big club that can lose 4-1 at home, go down to nine men, and it's like a charitable response. Like, good on them. And it's because it's a pity thing. They're not a big club. Any other big club is judged differently on what they achieve and what the expectations are and how you behave. And um, yeah, that's just something I had to get off my chest. But bringing it back to us and the Newcastle game, uh, I don't get the narrative that we deserve to lose. I agree. I don't think we created enough to win, but I don't think we deserve to lose in the manner that we did. That was the one clear chance that they, well, 
my mind's gone blank now but up until that because uh, i think my head was gone i'll be completely transparent my head was gone after that so uh my analysis of the final half hour is uh probably one to take with a pinch of salt but up until that i thought we were absolutely fine i thought we had them where we needed them to be we rolled the crowd up a little bit too much for my liking i thought it was just play the football game we do fine we were doing fine but there's still the okay bring it back to us what we can what can we do and it's like on one hand yeah sure we shouldn't be losing a game to a decision like that but on the other we're still if this was this time last year we would have okay maybe not against Newcastle but the point I'm trying to get at is don't make these games be don't let the games be decided by such fine margins is what I'm trying to get at the chance creation is a problem and I know they're a good team. I know they're a good defence. But this is a theme now that is coming up quite a lot in terms of central progression. We're giving our wide players too much to do. Um, the wide players, as a result, are not doing what we know they can do. The connections in between uh, in tight zones and half spaces are not quite clicking. I know we were without Odegaard, but even with him in the team, how much would it have changed? Because systematically, it's looked like a a concern this season and I, I said this really early on in the season um, and I feel like I was kind of shot down to be honest so one thing I will say is Arteta is someone that I honestly like in terms of there's people in my life that I just in my personal life that I just trust value wholeheartedly and it's like I will follow them blindly and even though I don't know him Arteta is someone that with my football team I know he is fully aware of the problem and he is working day and night to find a solution and he will find it. It's just a frustration that it's still not sorted out yet. Um, so, yeah, it's a, obviously it was a disappointing result in the end. And like I say, you can tell from my tone, I'm numb to the VAR stuff. I, uh, I'm disappointed, but I'm not as angry as I should be. And that is a concern because when you've got people that are passionate about the game that are losing their passion for aspects of the game i feel like that is football heading in a dangerous direction in my opinion um so i look at it as we lost one nil we were fucked over but equally we didn't do enough to win the game in my opinion and that's where there needs to be a balancing act but i absolutely fucking love that arteta's gone and called them out the club are getting behind him they've put together a statement because there's been so many and like i'm not one of these i don't believe there's a conspiracy against arsenal football club it's just there is an inconsistency across the league in terms of the application of var and just general refereeing standards so um let's see what comes out of that but disappointing there is a problem in terms of the attack, but we're still the only other team to go, well, in the Premier League era, the invincible stays intact. Uh, so Tottenham fans can get back in their box for a little bit. Two two nice little injuries there. Uh, suspension for the uh, world-class Romero, QT Romero, as they always say. Um, yeah, so we'll see how they get on. But more, let's just focus on us. Like the, the chance creation and progression in central areas is a problem that needs to be resolved. Um, and I did say this, I was skeptical that Bournemouth Sheffield United could be plasters over a, a little bit of a bigger wound. So yeah, let's see how we get on. Uh, not a great result. Uh, unfortunately, I predicted a flipping loss as well, but yeah, Sevilla at home tomorrow. So yeah, let's try win that. Then Burnley at home, win that and win that in style, create good chances in both games. Let's try get some fluidity back. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll see if I, I've, yeah, like I said, I've 
I've messaged Nima, but we haven't agreed a time yet. But we'll see if we can do the uh, detailed review of Newcastle and then um, on to the Burnley preview. So, yeah, uh, it's not the end of the world. But do you know what? One thing I want to add, the way we're playing defensively is phenomenal, in my opinion. Like, genuinely phenomenal. The way we're reducing good teams to low-quality chances. I look at it as a very European way of playing. And it's something that I, being completely honest, right now, I don't think the attack is clicking in a manner that will... I don't think we'll win the league right now. I, I need to see something change in terms of... And I know people say the front three haven't played together too much and uh, stuff like that. And we're, we're going for more control and field tilt and all of that. But the one thing I've been consistent in all season is you can have field tilt. You can play in those positions. But at the end of the day, if you're not creating clear chances consistently, there's only so many times you can just barricade a door. Um, so that is something that I think needs to be worked on. But the point I was trying to make, though, I think the way we're playing is really suited to European football and going far in the Champions League, more so than winning the Premier League in the style and format it is right now, and the, given the nature of the tactics around. So um, that's one to keep an eye on, I guess. But yeah, game by game, let's get back on track. Let's score some goals and create some chances. So uh, let's get some fluidity going with the control and the defensive. The defensive work is astounding. Ah, oh, I uh, one thing I need to add: David Raya, mate. Like that's bad. Like as much as the goal shouldn't have counted, that is shocking. And again, it's a thing we're not having this conversation if our goalkeeper does his job. And it's like, sure, you cannot account for being bent over and done over and stuff but just take the decisions away from them do your job if he does his job we're not having this conversation and he's people will know i was critical of ramsdale early in the season i thought we could do better than him i thought raya was the guy he's not done anywhere near enough for me to feel like he's a substantial upgrade i can see what he can bring to the table but uh it's similar to ramsdale it's potential more than the reality of what it is right now uh so yeah, so it's a little bit of a... It's not a concern. I'm disappointed, though. And I feel like Ramsdale also had a chance last midweek against West Ham and didn't really take it. So, um, yeah, not a great period for the keepers at the minute. But we'll get there. We'll get there. On to Sevilla. I'll be there. On to Burnley. I'll be there. Um, yeah, I'll catch you all soon. Cheers for checking it out. Up the Arsenal.